Hey guys, welcome to another quick podcast. This is a series of podcasts I'm making for intermediates. Today's episode is on no girls. And some upsells before we begin. Uh, you can find all the info on my website, thomascrownpua.com. That's where you can find info on my books. I have my first year of day game memoir, my texting guide, intermediate textbook, and a book of all my best blog posts. You'll also find info for my Patreon, where we have infields, analysis, exclusive Q&As, and we're also working on texting analysis now. You can find information on my coaching, that's by call and infield. That's all on thomascrownpua.com. Lastly, you can follow me on X at Crown Day Game. And if you think that you have a topic or a question that would be good for this series of podcasts, then send me a message there or send me one via my website. Okay, let's get on to the uh, meat of the matter. So, no girls. Um, I think this is a big part of game that isn't discussed. It's not uh, really talked about no girls so much. Um, a lot of the time, you know, all that kind of Jedi mind trick marketing is based on get every girl. Um, but a lot of the time we're focusing on, and quite rightly we're focusing on what we should do to convert the girls who are interested in us, but a massive part of game is to identify the no's and get out as quick as we can. And I think that guys are actually underestimating the amount of time they are interacting with no girls. And that's bad for their vibe because it gives them false hope. And we're going to talk about false positives in just a second. Another reason why it's quite important to at least focus on getting rid of the no girls uh, for a period of time is that, you know, it can take away the grind or the painful, I say that in quotes, nature that some guys see in day game. Because we want to move things towards this near pure positive experience. Uh, like my, uh, if you remember the Warsaw podcast, I was with Charlie Bright. And uh, one thing he said to me was like, he said, oh, I like how you seem to be really um, happy with your day game. Or that you're, uh, you don't seem to be angry towards women. And so and I think part of it is, the, is to accept the no's. Because of course with game... Even the best stats in the world, which tend to come out something like one in thirty in the long run, you know, you can you can obviously do better than that when you're really uh, on a hot streak in the short run. But you know, let's say at a yearly level, one in thirty, that's still twenty nine out of thirty women said no to you at some point. So, uh, and of course, you would have got numbers and dates, and you might have done something to screw it up with some of those girls or logistics got in the way. But it's a bit like how in uh, coffee, a cup of coffee, it's only 2% coffee, it's like 98% water, or in a beer, you know, it's maybe, it's maybe like 95% water, or 90% water for something stronger, and, uh, so that means the quality of the water should be really good, but in the same way that in game, let's say that, let's say you're, you're you've got the best, you know, some of the best stats in the world, and you're 1 in 30 on a yearly long-term average, that still means 90 let's go with 97% of those girls are no girls at some point. And so it's quite important to learn how to deal, I say that in quotes, deal with them well as well. So let's get stuck in. All right, this is uh, the unfortunate truth regarding false positives. You know, a girl can stop and talk to you, but she will never sleep with you. You know, we've, we've uh, always had tons of these ourselves, you know, social hook points. You know, she's friendly, she appreciates the courage that it took for you to come and talk to her and she's willing to be nice to you because she appreciates that but you know there's either a lack of interest or she's just straight up unavailable 
you know, she's talking to you, but you never see the heat in her eyes. Uh, you won't be able to stand very close to her. Um, she'll probably move the conversation towards a sort of friend level chit chat. And you'll, you'll never sense that she's giving herself to the conversation. It looks like she always has one foot out of the conversation and is looking for that opportunity to say, oh, thanks, but bye. Now, that's a false positive. She stopped and talked, but because of some reason, it's never going to go the distance. Um, or you can take a number, but that girl might never come, never planned on coming out on a date. She either gave it to you to be friendly, or in the moment she thought, oh, you know, why not? But in, when she sleeps and it wakes up, she's like, nah, I'm, I'm not going to go out with that guy. Um, or else you're messaging a girl and it is like drawing blood from a stone. You know, you feel like it's you're, you're having to work. You're waiting for every message to come back from her. And she's generally non, not compliant in trying to set a date up. You know, again, that's a no-go, but you've still got her number. Um, you know, even, even a no-girl can come out on a date. It might sound a bit strange, but yeah, even no-girls can come out on dates. And not, not because of something you've done so far, but because of what is revealed on a date. Because that is the chance that a girl has to really get a proper look at you and you, you to her as well. You know, that's when you find out she might talk to you and she just knows our personalities just clash. And, uh, or it might not be a clash in an argumentative way, but it could just be down to, say, sense of humor. You might have a certain sense of humor that she just doesn't get or vice versa. Or else there's a, an ag your agenda. I don't mean that in a manipulative way, but she might be looking for a boyfriend and, uh, you're looking for casual something casual and she can sense this agenda she can sense that from how you turn up on the date and try and escalate and uh she you know sort of fills herself out so she says oh you know so she's a no-go because of that agenda mismatch um you know and that's why it's a big thing on that first venue on a date it's a really really important part of seduction where like I was saying, where your personality shows properly for the first time, because, you know, in day game and texting, it's a bit like set pieces in football where things are kind of choreographed. You go through set topics or texting, you say nearly the same sort of stuff each time and you get to a date. But then when you're really talking to each other is when you get a, a true chance to experience the other person's personality. Now, it's really good. Or what we want to try and do is to try and spot and avoid these false positives. And so we don't end up texting the no-girls, going on dates with the no-girls, or persisting in sets with the no-girls. But I want to raise a really big point here. Um, because similarly to the podcast before this one about shit tests, I don't call these girls time wasters. Because the, the way things work between men and women, and this is a point I really want to stress here, is that it's the man's job to find out the woman's agenda. You know, if you ever find yourself interacting with a no-go, then that's your fault and it's your job to get out of the situation in a polite way that leaves both of you with a good good vibe. You know, this is the man's responsibility in seduction. So something I would say for guys to remember is uh, time wasters aren't really time wasters. And again, like I was saying in the shit tests podcast, the way the things, the words we use to describe things does impact how we feel about them. If we call them time wasters, it makes it sound like 
they're doing it to on purpose, us on purpose, or they're she's tooling us for attention. She's using us for uh, drinks and things like that. But in reality, time wasters. You know, she's not actually wasting your time. You're wasting your time because you're spending more time than you ought to with a no girl. Um, here's a little personal anecdote. Uh, I found that in when I was in Kiev in 2021, you would go on dates and wings of mine have uh, corroborated this experience where you would go to, to touch her and even just a small way like to look at her hands and like compare hand sizes start some little bits of kino or look at some rings and she would pull back and say no 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 touching on the first date and she would know that I was only there for like another week or 10 days or something and yet she is sort of implicitly saying that at this pace of escalation it's going to take months to get to sex so I could then say to myself, oh, she's, you know, I could start, I could start, you know, complaining about her, saying she's tooling me for attention, she's wasting my time. I could also say things like, why would she even come on the date if she already knew these things? But that's because it's your job as the man to find out where the girl sits, and then you make the decision to keep on interacting with her. So what can we do to help ourselves with this? And the big answer is to filter more. So let's go through some different things that you can do in set and by texting and on a date so that you don't interact with no girls any longer that you have, than you have to. Now, the first one you can do in set is to do more side stops. Um, I mean, side stops are beneficial just in the way they look more natural. They don't look as choreographed. Um, and the truth is that when you go and talk to a girl, you know, she within the first 10 seconds can make that instant emotional decision whether to give you a chance or not. And she can see things like your vibe, your looks, your style, your masculinity, your manliness. You can, she can feel your eye contact, your conviction. She can hear your vocal tone. She can see if you're confident or not. Um, she can tell if you have some sort of neurodivergence or not. All of these things are instantly recognizable. And you don't really need to do a front stop unless she's walking really, really fast. So the first thing to do would be side stops because if you fail that first 10 second emotional check box, if she doesn't tick that box, then you might as well just let her keep on walking because then you're gonna be putting yourself in the situation of talking to a no-girl. Um, another thing to do is, uh, I keep on mentioning this previous podcast about shit tests, is uh, talking about calibrating on objections she gives you and then in general don't take flaky numbers so one thing is like don't ever try to force numbers i think you've probably seen it from videos in the past where guys coaches will say things like uh in on during their infields they'll say to the girl oh look uh come on look why don't i take your number i'll just send you one message you can block me straight away if you want to you should never be at that stage of of um you should never get yourself to that stage in set because you don't want to have those kind of numbers in your phone book. And they might even come start responding to you a little bit, but again, you're interacting more with no girls. Um, another thing you should do in set to filter more is to make sure you stand in the golden zone, which is roughly between an arm's length away and half an arm's length away. In fact, this tends to surprise students when I tell them, you. I, what I do is I get them to hold their arm out, fully outstretched, and I stand that distance and then I make them 
bring their arm in so it's half an arm's length and I stand at that distance and then I say that's where you need to be standing you can do that with your wing to get your bearings and they're always like oh wow that's way closer than I thought but the truth is that proximity and the next thing touch and eye contact are the strongest ways to show intent you know you can take a lot of flaky numbers from no girls by hiding your intent by not touching her standing far away and having you know non direct eye contact um, so that second point touch make sure you touch her a few times during the set you know it can be the handshake it can be once on the forearm it can be once on the between the elbow and the shoulder and you know the truth is guys who are friendly just don't do these things so little touches go a long way during the daytime the last thing as well is to um, well try to sense if she isn't giving to the conversation if she has like I was saying earlier, she has maybe one foot outside the conversation the whole time. And you can sort of force the issue. Uh, don't try and accuse her of not being um, friendly. Don't try and make her feel guilty for not talking to you. But, you know, in a, in a nice way, you know, I might say something like, I feel like you're holding something back. And that's probably when she might say, look, I'm, 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 I've got a boyfriend. Uh, I'm a lesbian with a boyfriend. I'm married. Uh, I'm asexual whatever it's going to be, it doesn't matter. Or even you could just say, oh, do you have a boyfriend? You know, it's okay to ask that. One way I might do it is see if she has a ring and then say, oh, this is a nice ring. Are you married? And then from there, she will then, it gives her the opportunity to give her, give her excuse if she has one as to why she's not really into the situation or into you or unavailable, whatever it is. So the point is that you want to filter a bit more and set and don't take flaky numbers, don't force numbers, and use your calibration to know whether it's the kind of girl where, yeah, nothing, nothing's going to happen here. Okay, by texting. I'll get through the next two sections quite quickly. Uh, use innuendo where possible to hint that you'll move towards sex. Um, if you have my Patreon, you'll see we're doing texting analysis at the moment, and uh, I have some good examples there. Uh, I'll leave it at that because that's a, that's a nice upsell. Um, another thing is have a boundary of what kind of dates you'll go on and when. So, you know, like I probably, I wouldn't go on a coffee date in the middle of the afternoon because I'm like, uh, or I wouldn't go on a lunch date around, uh, you know, I wouldn't go on a lunch date because, you know, I have a certain aim, you know, I'm trying to get fast sex on the first or second date, preferably. Um, and so, and so I'm not, um, you know, I'm going to go on these kind of like little coffee dates or, uh, lunch dates, things like that. Um, you can send messages every now and then that don't beg a response. So, and this links into my second other point on this is alternate between using questions and statements. So what I'll probably do is I don't want to always be the one asking a question. So if I, if I've asked a question in two messages in a row, then I'll just use a statement on the next one or else if I want to test to see how interested a girl is, I might send a, uh, a photo ping but just with a statement, just to see whether she responds to it. Um, because, you know, that doesn't beg a, re a response from her. The last thing you can do is just choose not to message certain girls anymore. You can actually take a number and not message her. You're allowed to do that. Or you can, if you're, if you're sensing you're getting pretty, you know, like a girl's not really being compliant, you can just stop messaging her. That's a big one. Um, and the last thing, now on a date, of course, you're on a date, so you are going to try and have sex with her. But I would say this, be willing to walk away from a date after the first drink. So one thing you can do is, 
you'll get better at this over time, but you'll just start to understand. You'll be able to see the signs of a girl who's who's into you earlier in the date, and it can come from little things like little touches, how she reacts to them, or one easy one is you might look at her hands to see you compare hand sizes, or something silly, you know, look at her rings, and you can tell a lot just by how you know the girl reacts to that with her hand. So. Building your calibration as to how she responds to physical tests, but uh, yeah, be willing to walk away from the date after the first drink, or else, look, if you get the sense that okay, this girl is after a boyfriend, or this isn't going to happen on the first or second date, you know, just go have the first drink and go for a little walk. That's quite nice, you know, forty-five anywhere from forty-five minutes to an hour for the first drink, then go for a little walk for half an hour, drop her off. You know, that's an hour and a half of your time. It's only one drink. It's hard. It's not unhealthy. You know, it's not going to kill you. Just have one drink. It's not going to cost very much. And then you can send her away. And then you can see how she reacts after the first date. Because maybe for her, that actually was a really good move for you to do. Where she goes home and thinks, okay, cool. This guy, he didn't jump on me. We can set a nice kind of escalation pace to go for a third date lay. And uh, yeah, so it could actually work for you. So that's probably talking about still a maybe goal. But um if you sense that it's not really going to work with a girl, it's okay to cut a date short and gracefully exit. Um, the last thing as well is just after the date, you can choose not to see her anymore. You know, I've had, of course, I've had dates in the past that were just straight up boring. And that comes because of the whole th- fact of the, uh, the set and the texting being like set pieces. So, you know, I could just after the date think, yeah, do you know what? I'm not actually going to message her again. You know, I didn't enjoy it. And, um, you know, keep, have some standards for your time. So that's it. That's, uh, that's the whole podcast. The last thing I want to say is that you shouldn't ever be angry or reactive to the girls who are no girls. So like I was saying, they're not time wasters. In fact, you're the one wasting your own time. And uh, in any of these situations, you know, just be, uh, you know, be, be nice, be nice. You know, if you have a girl and you think, you know, for example, let's say she had that one foot outside of the conversation and I said, oh, I, I, I sense like you're holding something back. And she's like, oh, well, I'm I'm in a relationship. And I can tell, you know, she's being genuine. I say, oh, don't worry about it. Look, I hope you have a really nice day. I still enjoy talking to you. And I'm going to leave the conversation feeling good. Or uh, texting, you know, if you're texting a girl and you're like, oh, I actually don't think I want to go out with this girl. It's somewhat... Um, it makes you feel somewhat good to be like, no, I'm the one who can say no sometimes. So it's a good opportunity to practice some standards. And the same goes for dates. You know, if you think that you're uh, not that interested in her, it's okay to just call the date short. And later on, you'll be like, yeah, I, I made a sort of mature decision there. One disclaimer throughout this entire podcast is that, and this is more of an inner game issue, I'm not encouraging anyone to get into a habit of trying to reject the girl before she can reject him because that kind of guy only looks like the yesiest of yes girls but what i'm saying about with all of these is having a little boundary like a mini boundary that you're employing at each stage of the seduction okay i hope you enjoyed that podcast